Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Dear Lord, please give us our daily bread as we go through your word, that the bread from heaven may give to us the eternal life as promised in your word. Thank you, Lord, for all you do for us, the spiritual blessings you give to us through your angels for forgiveness of sins and for the Holy Spirit. Lord, grant us of your spirit that we may rightly divide the word of truth as spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And also grant me of your grace, Lord, that your words may be spoken to your children, that everyone who listens shall hear only the truth and nothing but the truth, and that we all may be built up into the most holy faith. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflicts and Courage, November 27 Linked with Heaven The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Psalm 34 verse 7 The experience of Philip directed by an angel from heaven to go to the place where he met one seeking for truth of Cornelius visited by an angel with a message from God, of Peter in prison and condemned to death, led by an angel forth to safety, all show the closeness of the connection between heaven and earth. To the worker for God, the record of these angel visits should bring strength and courage. Today, as verily as in the days of the apostles, Heavenly messengers are passing through the length and breadth of the land, seeking to comfort the sorrowing, to protect the impenitent, to win the hearts of men to Christ. We cannot see them personally. Nevertheless, they are with us, guiding, directing, protecting. Heaven is brought near to earth by that mystic ladder, the base of which is firmly planted on the earth while the topmost round reaches the throne of the infinite. Angels are constantly ascending and descending this ladder of shining brightness, bearing the prayers of the needy and distressed to the Father above and bringing blessing and hope, courage and help to the children of men. These angels of light create a heavenly atmosphere about the soul lifting us toward the unseen and the eternal. We cannot behold their forms with our natural sight. The spiritual ear alone can hear the harmony of heavenly voices. God commissions his angels to save his chosen ones from calamity, to guard them from the pestilence that walketh in darkness and the destruction that wasted at noonday. Again and again have angels talked with men as a man speaketh with a friend and led them to places of security. Again and again have the encouraging words of angels renewed the drooping spirits of the faithful and carrying their minds above the things of earth, 
caused them to behold by faith the white robes, the crowns, the palm branches of victory, which overcomers will receive when they surround the great white throne. Amen. The title of our devotion today is Linked with Heaven. We already saw how through the ministry of heavenly angels, Peter was rescued from the hand of Herod. But after that, there was another ministration of an angel of the Lord. In the book of Acts 12, reading from verse 18, it says, Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stare among the soldiers what was become of Peter. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judah to Caesarea and there abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a god and not of a man. And immediately, the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eating of worms and gave up the ghost. Amen. Hmm. What do we learn from here? The experience of Ananias and Sapphira and also this experience of Herod smitten by an angel and eating of worms shows us that even now as it was before, God is still involved in the affairs of men. Just as in the past, angels of God have delivered God's people and destroyed the wicked, the same happened in the case of Peter and Herod. Sennacherib sought to slay God's people, but God delivered his children and smote 185,000 men of Sennacherib's army. Likewise, Herod sought to put, de- put to death the Christians, but God delivered his people and instead Herod himself was smitten to death. And both were both things, the deliverance and the smiting of Herod was done by an angel of the Lord. The Bible tells us in Psalm 34 verse 7 that the angel of the Lord encamps. Do you understand what that is? They have a camp. And where is their camp? Around about them that fear God and deliver them. Amen. Angels do exist. You know, when Stephen was preaching to those uh, people before he died. The Bible records that the people there seemed to be Sadducees. In Acts 6 verse 9, their names are written. It says, they were people of the synagogue of the Libertines and Cyrenians and Alexandrians and them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. These Alexandrians, of course, you will tell that they are the people linked most likely to the Sadducees. Moments before he was stoned to death, in his conclusion, he said to these people in Acts 7, verse 51, verse 51 to 53, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in hearts and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have your have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them, which showed before of the coming of the just one? And in verse 53, he says, Who have received the law by disposition of angels and have not kept it. Now, the mention of angels in the ears of Sadducees gets them offended. The Sadducees neither believe in the resurrection or in angels and Stephen saying this must have angered them. But he declared his faith. Whether they believed it or not, 
Herod himself fell under the stroke of one of the angels and was no more. Angels do exist. Like we saw in the previous devotion, they are ministering spirits. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7 and also verse 13 and 14. We do not always see them with our eyes, but they can take the form of men if they want to. Genesis 32 verse 1 and 2 shows us when they took the form of men. It says, And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim. They also are honored in heaven. You see, there are some, there's a way that we relate with angels today in some sects of Christianity. And it is such an insult. I've discussed with someone before who told me, look, I control angels. And I'm like, oh my. What is wrong with these people? Do you understand what you are talking about? An angel of the Lord came to Zechariah and after speaking with him, because Zechariah doubted him, that angel being Gabriel told him, because you doubt me, you will be dumb till that child is born. We need to respect the angels of God and not speak lightly of them. The Bible says in the book of Mark 8 verse 38, God has regard towards them. It says there, whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be, ash- be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. We are told that Jesus confesses our names before the angels. They are honored people in heaven. However, we are cautioned not to worship angels. In the book of Colossians 2 verse 18, we are told, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshipping of angels, intruding into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. It is only Satan and his angels that seek to be worshipped. The angels of God in heaven do not want to be worshipped. In the book of Revelation chapter 19, when John the Beloved was receiving that revelation and he was so much in awe of the things that the Lord was revealing to him. The angel that was there speaking to him seemed to him as one who was like God and John fell on his knees to worship this angel and the angel responded in verse 10 to to John. I'll read it now in Revelation 19, reading from verse 10. It says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See, thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. So these are humble, meek beings, the angels of God. We are not to worship them, nevertheless. The book of Matthew 26 Reading from verse 51 to 53, when they came to speak to take Jesus, Jesus reminded them, Do you not know that I can call, he was speaking to Peter anyway, I can call 12 legions of angels to my aid if I needed to. These angels, which are at the command of Jesus, are a source of comfort to us. It is pleasant to know that we have angels on our side who do the bidding of Jesus and who find pleasure in helping us. They were the ones that helped Lot. In the book of Genesis 19 verse 15, it says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in iniquity of the city. And when Lot was hesitating, they held him by the hands and removed him from Sodom, so that he would not be destroyed. They were also the ones commissioned to destroy this city of Sodom and Gomorrah and save the life of Lot, and today they are available to help us. They are 
greatest joy. Do you know what their greatest joy is? The Bible tells us it is to bring us back to what we lost, even if it means that we have a better position than themselves. What is it that we lost? We lost the image of God. Reading from Desire of Ages, page 21, paragraph 1, it says that angels of glory find their joy in giving, giving love and tireless watch care to souls that are fallen and unholy. Heavenly beings woo the hearts of men. They bring to this dark world light from the courts above. By gentle and patient ministry, they move upon the human spirit. Hear this now. To bring the lost into a fellowship with Christ, which is even closer than they themselves can know. Amen. End of quote. Talk about self-abnegation. Talk about unselfishness. Oh my, this is the mind of Christ in the angels. Do you imagine this? That these angels are walking tirelessly and the end of their work is going to be that you and I are going to be brought to a closer relationship, a greater nearness, a better understanding of our Lord Jesus than even themselves know. This is really the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus and that is in the holy angels. And what is the mind? The mind of thinking of others as better than yourselves. Because there is no way they will do this. Instead, they will be jealous. Why is it that God is working for these humans? Jesus has gone to die for them. And we understand that in the end, this work is going to bring these humans to a closer relationship to Jesus than us. Hear the promise that Jesus gave to these humans. Revelation chapter 3, reading from verse 20 and 21, Jesus said to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit on my throne even as I also overcame and am set with my father on his throne. I've never heard of an angel sitting on the throne of God. But here it is that these angels are working. For what purpose? To bring us to have a privilege that even them do not have to sit on the throne of God and do not think by any means that you are greater than them. The Bible says that we are made a little lower than the angels but so great is their spirit of Christ, so mighty is the meekness of these angels that they don't have a problem with you being above them. They don't have a problem to work hard to the point that you will have a privilege that they don't have. They don't see it as a trouble. They have no issue with it at all. They are fine with it. They want you to have the better position than they have. And this is the spirit that we need to have. Luke 15 verse 10. Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Amen. The work of these angels as we have seen in our devotion is done in various ways. One thing we read, I believe, in yesterday's devotion is that these angels, when we are in danger of speaking a wrong word or doing a wrong thing, that they are there to help us. Christ Object Lessons, page 341 and 2, it tells us, When unconsciously we are in danger of exerting a wrong influence, the angels will be by our side, prompting us to a better course, choosing our words for us and influencing our actions. Also, these angels work with those who, like Peter, John and James, are preachers of the word, helping them that their work may be successful. Reading from Truth About Angels, page 20, from paragraph 1, it says, When heavenly intelligences see those who claim to be the sons and daughters of God, 
putting forth Christ-like efforts to help the erring, manifesting a tender, sympathetic spirit for the repentant and the fallen, angels press close to them and bring to their remembrance the very words that will soothe and uplift the soul. Jesus has given his precious life his personal attention to the least of God's little ones and the angels that ex- excel in strength and camp round about them that fear God. Amen. I will tell you, I have been a recipient of this blessing over and over again when studying with people concerning the word of God, even when doing these podcasts. Angels of God I know are around me to bring to my mind the important lessons that are here to put the right words to me that will be a blessing to you. So it is not by my own words, but the angels of God are there helping, bringing to my remembrance the very words that will help others who need to hear it. And times people have said, oh, this thing was for me, but I didn't know them. And it was angels of God who wanted you to hear that message and gave the words to be spoken that it was so applicable to you because they knew that that was what you needed to hear. And sometimes when you go out having Bible studies with people, you find yourself, the the Bible just opens to a particular place that you did not even know where to find it. And that was just what you needed to bless that particular person you were studying with. Who did it? The angels of God. Reading, continuing, it says, Angels are sent from the heavenly courts not to destroy, but to watch over and guard imperiled souls to save the lost, to bring the strained ones back to the fold. In the next paragraph, we are told it is the privilege of all who comply with the conditions to know for themselves that pardon is freely extended to for every sin. They are for every repentant transgressor. Strength and grace have been provided through Christ to be brought by ministering angels to every believing soul. Going on, we are told those who labor for the good of others are working in union with heavenly angels. The angels of heaven are moving upon human minds to arouse investigation in the themes of the Bible. A far greater work will be done than has yet been done and none of the glory of it will flow to men for angels that minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation are working night and day god might have committed the message of the gospel and all the work of loving ministry to the heavenly angels he might have he might have employed other means of for accomplishing his purpose but in his infinite love he chose to make us co-workers with himself with Christ and the angels that we might share the blessing, the joy, the spiritual uplifting which results from the unselfish from this unselfish ministry. End of quote. Another thing that the angels do for us is that they help us when we are about to be deceived by the snares of Satan. Reading from Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 922, paragraph 6, we are told. Heavenly angels are commissioned to watch the sheep of Christ's pasture. When Satan with his deceptive snares will deceive, if possible, the very elect, these angels set in operation influences that will save the tempted souls if they will take heed to the word of the Lord, realize their danger and say, No, I will not enter into that scheme of Satan. I have an elder brother on the throne in heaven who has shown that he has a tender interest in me and I will not grieve his heart of love. I know 
and am assured that he is watching over his children, keeping them as the apple of his eye. There is no diminution of his love. I will not grieve the heart of Christ. I will try to become a to, I will try not to become a tempter to others. Amen. And should we come closer to Jesus or be in danger of falling? The angels of God are help are there to help us. Whether we are getting close to Jesus or we are in danger, they are there to help us. It says God has angels who whose whole work is to draw those who shall be heirs of salvation. Whenever one takes a step towards Jesus, Jesus is taking steps towards him. The angels work to keep back the powers of Satan. Amen. Also, for those who are involved in the ministry to the sick, angels are there to help. When you are drawing people to Christ by ministering, being a medical missionary, they are there to help you. Councils on Health, page 384, tells us, your ministry to the sick is an exhausting process and would gradually dry up the very springs of life if there were no change, no opportunity for recreation, and if angels of God did not guard and protect you. So there it is that they also help us, and we are to imitate the angels of God in the work they do for us. The messengers of God on earth are likened to angels. When you read in the book of Revelation concerning messages carried by angels, it is referring to men. We are like angels when we become ministering spirits to those, or when we become ministers, though not spirits, to those who are on earth. And one thing at the end that we we have realized concerning the character of these angels, that self-abnegation, that mind of Christ that wants to lift us up so that they can even be taken lower, is that thing that we should really understand. Angels sympathize with us in temptations and they share our joy. It is a grave mistake to imagine that they do not know or understand what the joy of salvation is. Sometimes we erroneously sing songs that misrepresent the truth about these angels. Songs like this that say, Holy, holy is what the angels sing, and I expect to help them make the courts of heaven ring. But when I sing redemption story, they will fold their wings. For angels never felt the joy that our salvation brings. Now, is that true? In light of what we read in Luke 15 verse 10, Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. So how is it that we sing that angels never felt the joy that our salvation brings? Is that true? How is it that because they have never sinned before, then, that's what they say, because they have never sinned before, then they cannot join in the joy of those who are saved. Now, respectfully i say please you need to review this it is not true because think about it if it were true that because they have never sinned they can never share in our joy because they don't know what it's like then it will also be true of jesus and it will also be true of our father who is in heaven who also have never sinned before but they do feel our joy like we read in luke 15 verse 10 also i'm reading now Bible Commentary Volume 7, page 922, paragraph 7, to put the nail in a sure place, it says, As invisible agencies, angels are working through human beings to proclaim the commandments of God. Angels have far more to do with the human family than many suppose. 
speaking of angels it says are they not all ministering spirits going on it says though the holy angels will join in the song of the redeemed though they cannot sing from experimental knowledge he had washed us in his own blood and redeemed us unto god yet they understand the great peril from which the people of god have been saved were they not sent to lift up for them a standard against the enemy they can fully hear that now i take it again not somehow but they can fully sympathize with the glowing ecstasy of those who have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony end of quote look listen to this explanation now angels they stand in place just like parents who do they were not there to actually go through all the pain that their child passes passes through in their journey of life but yet they are as interested in the final triumph of their child over life's challenges if you are a parent listening to me, how do you sympathize with your child's challenge even though you are not the one passing through it? Do you not also pass through it as they do? When they are in sorrow, you are in sorrow. When they are joyful, you are joyful. Sometimes the joy of the parent even supersedes that of the child who has finally been victorious because the parents, though not passing through the challenges experimentally themselves, they are touched with every phase of the child's challenge put in their efforts to help, put in their time, their resources, mind, heart and soul to see that the child succeeds. When the child is finally victorious, depending on how the parent um, defines victory, the parent jubilates and rejoices. So also, angels that have been commissioned to us are working tirelessly on our behalf. They have no other interest than this and they put heart and soul into the work. Were it not to be that their own blood cannot take away our sins, they were willing and ready, and they are, to die for our fallen race. May the Lord forgive us for singing such songs, though ignorantly. Now that we know this, our hearts should smite us. Forever expressing such sentiments that angels cannot share the joy that our salvation brings, they very well can. As much as the Father who has never sinned also can share the joy to the same extent fully that we also have the joy, not even less but to the same extent. And in the resurrection, we are promised that we are going to be like the angels of God in heaven. Matthew 22, reading from verse 29 to 32 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, you do err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage. This sounds like bad news for some people because for some people marriage is all there is. But Jesus says there is no marriage, but they are as the angels of God in heaven. And it is no bad news. Angels do not marry and they are happy and they are joyful about it. But as touching the resurrection of dead, have you not read? Okay, that's that's it there. God says that we will be like the angels of God. Jesus says that we will be like the angels of God in heaven. And it is an elevation. It is a promotion to us. But even more than that, we are going to sit on the throne of God. But who worked it out for us? The angels of God in heaven played a very huge role for our own victory and to bring us to a greater nearness to our Lord than even themselves know. Are you not touched? with the humility of these angels. I usually tell people, you see, 
The principle of heaven is a principle of self-sacrificing love and these angels are going to show us what it means to sacrifice themselves for us by sacrificing their own elevated position, knowing very well that they are working to bring us to a greater nearness to Jesus and we will have a privilege that even they do not have, yet they keep doing it. They are not jealous, they are not envious, they are not murmuring, they are not complaining, they are happy to see that you are brought to a greater privilege than they have. They would have, been, they would have even died for our sins if they were permitted to. They are willing just like Jesus to go out of existence if it means that we are saved. Should we not also be inspired with such a spirit? When Adam and Eve sinned and they heard that Jesus was going to die for our sins, they themselves would have were pleaded, let me die instead. They were ready to go so that we can live. Are you ready to go so that others may live? Are you ministering for others? Are you servants? They are servants to us of the truth. They are serving us. We should be inspired with the same spirit. And they learned it from Jesus. That's where they learned it from. That's who they are copying. If we behold Christ, we will become like these angels. Do you know what it means that Jesus says that we will be like angels? will be servants too because angels are servants they are ministering spirits so while we are told oh we'll be like angels is an elevation but you will be like them in character too and it is here that we are to start being like angels having that character of self-sacrificing love that the angels of god in heaven have and display upon us on a daily basis may the lord grant and i wish i could speak more words to express this and one lesson that I feel we shouldn't forget let us remember angels share the joy just as you a parent share the joy of your child even though you didn't pass through what they passed through and many parents and mothers will rejoice and dance and do a celebration and even parties just for their children's marriage or their children's graduation they are so happy even happier than the child is it now difficult for you to understand it is not supposed to be difficult for us to understand that angels can share in our joy even though they are not the ones who pass through the temptation and all. They work with us. They were there when you were struggling. They were there anxiously hoping that you overcome and they worked to push back the temptations and the flood of temptation that Satan was bringing. They worked. How then would they not rejoice when they can see the fruit of their labor? They will certainly rejoice because we are the fruit of their labor and they will rejoice with us to the same extent and share in it fully with us. But most especially, let us have that mind of Christ that we see displayed by the angels, the mind of self-sacrificing love. And the Lord will make us like angels indeed on this earth when we display self-sacrificing love. I was saying earlier, I used to say concerning the angels, if you are going to heaven and a door is opened and angels are standing outside and you're also standing outside and the chair is limited, just a few chairs and everybody is going to see Jesus and then the door opens and everybody rushes in and an angel rushes to get a chair and then they hold that chair and suddenly you also hold the chair and it's almost like you are dragging it with them and they say oh you can have it I was only taking it not to sit down I was actually getting it and securing it so that you can sit I can stand that's an example of self-sacrificing love they are not in any competition with you they want you to even have it you can have it And that's the kind of character we should have. May the Lord grant that we may have it. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, as we have gone through this study on the angels, we see our Lord Jesus Christ being displayed in the angels' character. And by your grace, we are charmed with it. 
we pray lord that you will put in us that spirit of self-sacrificing love that we may indeed be like angels here on this earth and we thank you so much for the heavenly angels that you have sent to us thank you father for granting us of your spirit thank you father for granting us of your son to die on the cross of calvary for our sins thank you father for the work that the holy angels do on our behalf in a sacred, secret, quiet place, I fall down on my face. I'm knowing I'm not worthy of your grace. Lord, your spirit's sending you into in and you touch my trouble. You're my thoughts to pray and all my words to say. In a loving, gracious family time, we kneel before your throne. All your blessings flowing through our home. Lord, we welcome you and we plead with you that you live here day by day. With one heart, one soul, one voice, we wish to say. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done. Thank you, Father, for the glory of your Son. Thank you, Spirit, for dwelling within me and making me the man I need I to be. thank you. Thank you.